your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello, I'm Catherine, your host of this Variety Show podcast. Your Positive Imprint is transforming how we live today for a more sustainable tomorrow through education and information. Your own positive actions inspire change. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Visit my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, and learn more about the podcast and sign up for email updates. And thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, well, your favorite podcast platform. Music by the legendary and talented Chris Noll. Check out Chris and his awesome music at chrisnoll.com, C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E. Thank you again for listening and for your support of this podcast. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.? Today is Inspiration Monday, where I highlight guest quotes throughout the years. Today are the inspiring words from guests regarding human rights and the dignity of life. And now, human rights, dignity of life. We are responsible for making the world a better place by bringing the light to others who feel like they live in a very dim world. We never ever really realize the the power of the things we do to affect people's lives. Never give up, always be a fighter and a dreamer. Que siga la parranda, señores. We saw that our need for doing something right and making sure people were protected was greater than our individual needs as people with disabilities, as advocates. In this case, for us, it's about saving the orangutans, but in that process, intelligently saving the orangutans for the benefit of all, we are doing probably the most cost-effective ways of saving the planet, cost-effective ways of supporting women's rights in communities, cost-effective way of supporting indigenous communities, Is love acceptance without questions or challenges? Just because people know it's the right thing doesn't mean that it will automatically happen. A young boy named Iqbal Masih, who had been a former child laborer and had been speaking out about conditions of child labor, when he returned home to Pakistan, he he was murdered. It really took 2020 to open our eyes to what was really happening. I was lucky that I think there were seven other people who joined my little group there. I think we have 4.8 million volunteers all over the world in 185 different languages. I've never had a good OBGYN experience. And the reason for that is, one is the physical accessibility issues. So some of the clinics, the doors are really heavy to open. The administrative desk in the front, you know, I mean, it's not low enough. Apartheid was supposedly breaking up, but it hadn't really broke up. There was actually a separate queue for white people and a separate queue for black people. And now we're talking about 30 years later and it's still not all right. It's still, people are still struggling. One of the things that I'm working on is maternity leave so that women after they uh, have their babies are able to have some time to bond with their babies, to take care of their babies. It's good for child development, it's good for their own health, helps them to breastfeed that we know is good for the health of their children. Disabilities cuts across race, ethnicity, 
religion, you name it. Anybody can be disabled at any time. There are so many incredible folks in the desert who are trying to navigate with migrants and really think about what it means to act in a humanitarian lens. Well, I hope my positive imprints are look at poor people, people that you would otherwise step over or ignore, whether they're poor immigrants, poor Mexican immigrants, and pay attention to them in a curious way. Ask them about their lives and you'd be surprised that these people who are often forgotten by society may actually have something to teach you that may help you in your life. To thine own self be true. Be the very best that you can be. There are 27 million women in the U.S. with disabilities. And because of the physical and attitudinal barriers that we face, we are less likely to go seek preventative care. A life of selfless action and compassion for others, even those who can never give the feedback to us, never reward us even with a thank you or anything, that actually ends up to be a life of, of absolute reward and fulfillment. If my obligation in public health is to prevent death and disease and hope for better population outcomes, then I have to always hold that history against those objectives. And I think that's the human rights project, right? That's our global obligation as fellow humans. Bring more positive actions and to inspire more positive achievements into our world. Be someone's eyes. One of the things is to be, be on equal footing and have equal rights as partners or spouses. I face reality every day. I know that statistically I've outlived my statistical life insurance measure. And my goal is for young people with disabilities, young people of color, young people from wherever to take a lot of these issues on. They're not going away. But because they're not from this species, they have no rights. And so the most, in fact, the most vulnerable persons on our planet and, and therefore needing so much compassion, love, and immediate action to avoid them from becoming extinct. World Health Organization is trying to improve the health uh, of the world. Doing what is right, not what's always easy, but what's right. When I think about the moment of lift, and I do these recorded conversations with people on, on my show, everybody seems to have that moment of lift time and time and time again, because they see things in the world, and then they have that, oh my gosh, we have to do something about it. It's that moment of lift, and that moment that's going to lift you to the challenge. We work specifically with marginalized communities like the children in the Syrian refugee camp, in the Rohingya refugee camp, homes for children of prisoners, children with HIV AIDS, or children in orphanages, on the streets, the destitute, I sold my house, I sold my car, I packed up my job and I left. I was assigned to South Africa, living in a very rural area, very poor electricity. Um, batteries often had to come on for, for to have the lights, you know, chargers or whatever we had available to us to keep things going. Together, we made the world a better place to live. And I, I personally feel that accessories, clothing, they don't have a gender. And so through knowledge and connection, we can feel that we can expand our love to the most vulnerable persons on the planet. We are all busy and it's difficult for a lot of people to sign up to volunteer. So many volunteers. Actually, it's not amazing because 
positive imprints are all over the place and we meet them every single day. Quality of life programs. What's out there for people with disabilities to do? I want to live my life as fully as possible. And no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter if you're marginalized or disenfranchised in some way like my family was, I think that there is a way out. We, we, we find that there's, there's increasing reward, not in name, fame, money or power, but in happiness as we become less and less selfish and more and more selfless. And we have seen how difficult it is to change the mindsets of uh, people and it's much easier with children because uh, children are not born with the same cynicism and discrimination that is somehow ingrained in society. These kinds of programs around the world expose folks to issues of inequality and injustice and also to think about possibilities of social change. What we work on too is just trying to change the nature of the world we live in, water safety and uh, hygiene, so making sure that populations have access to latrines or flush toilets so that they're not passing diseases around. Can I do something for you? There's all different kinds of people uh, and we're all just trying to make it through and do our jobs and live our lives. So I think it was very important also just to be ourselves and show that we can integrate into a community and that there's no issue. Love and compassion for other beings is a win-win situation from the individual to the to the whole planet. When politicians, lawmakers, health professionals, and other individuals make decisions which affect us and our community, and we're not at the table, then how do you know that you made those decisions the right way when no one was asked? What is the basis of morality within our communities? When it comes to the border, we're there to learn and think about what could be done to prevent the deaths, the injuries, even the social and economic circumstances that really drive migration. People who would give the shirt off our back just so that you have a better day. So in Bangladesh, we are working currently with the children and the women in the slums of uh, the country. And we provide during this pandemic, we're providing them with sanitation kits. So not just masks, gloves, and uh, like other sanitary items, but also sanitary napkins for the women and girls because in many of the families it's considered a taboo. So we teach them about why it's important that is used and how we can work towards having adequate sanitation and hygiene resources for women and girls everywhere. I think you should hearken back to your own grandparents and your old, old great-grandparents who came across with nothing and how they began and how they created the life that you are now allowed to lead. Advocacy definitely is education. Oftentimes, our own positive imprints are because of the actions of other people. We live our lives, we do good. We still need advocacy. Our philosophy was you were put on this earth for one thing, to love God, to serve him, and to be happy with him in heaven. And in so doing, uh, you would make the world a better place. We know that most families are making the right decision for them under the circumstances that they're faced with. What we want to do is we want to change the systems that are making it hard for her to make the healthiest choice. I think that because we live in our own worlds, sometimes we have this unawareness of 
how bad things could be or how bad things can get so my identity is associated with my family and it belongs to nobody else so that makes me a unique person and that's how you should treat me as a normal human being not above or not below you people with disabilities were having their legal rights discriminated against the world health organization was the leader in mobilizing the world to eradicate polio coordination across lots of countries you don't follow the crowd you do the right thing christopher reeve was my superman as a young girl and when he became paralyzed he became the face of paralysis and championing not only research but also quality of life how to help other people sort of regain their purpose again because when we talk about danish modern design we're also talking about democratic furniture uh, something that's accessible to everybody people throughout history don't want to leave their communities their homes their livelihood their families unless they're doing it out of desperation if i could feed my child i wouldn't be coming but i'm coming for survival's sake there were a lot of people who had also never probably met someone who was gay before so it was also very important to just not hide it i think and show people that you can be a leader you can run a company you're just a normal guy trying to do his job i loved being out there and changing people's perceptions from day 1 we decided that be my eyes should be a free service no matter what country you live in blind people in that country are most likely in the low income end all of these people and children especially who are left behind and who are, whose plight is not talked about or if it's talked about nothing is actually done to rectify that in mainstream discussions so we decided we were not going to forget them we were not going to leave them behind and we had to make sure that they were a part of this process being able to critically think has helped each and every one of us be a better person and i think that that also helps us to understand the perspectives of other people around us i think immigrants really are such a positive influence on looking outside the box working harder than you can imagine on focusing on families and working together salvadorians have kind of taken those positive imprints and used them to fuel the fight to continue forward and build something that we might have not previously thought possible it's something that i will never be able to to repay them for honestly so much of the world is a healthier place to live in there are still new challenges for us to face it's not like we've solved it all we know how to do it we're applying the science we're applying the policies we're putting in place the programs keep mov- moving forward don't don't stop and i know that's difficult i know it's difficult when you're hungry or difficult when you're being oppressed or difficult when you can't get out of bed because your personal care assistant didn't show up this morning in the end i think it'll be worth it i have to somehow honor the histories that i become witness to but the experience left me with really big questions about what it means to be a part of a global society that allows access to some and not others <laughs> that i think is reflective literally of this question of whose lives matter in the world who do we honor and who do we fight for as a global society we only got one journey you know we have to do the best we can i'm citing bangladesh's example we are giving poultry and fish and organic seeds 
to the women and girls so that they can earn an income and also try to bridge that wage gap that exists over there between the men and the women. So having sustainable sources of income. I will pass this way but once. And if there is some good that I can do, then let me do it. People do rise to the challenge. They do. He definitely taught me that one voice does have power. He never forgot his pueblo. He never forgot his people. And he never forgot where he came from. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest driving forces for why he was such an advocate for human rights and for being a fighter, a defender for his people, giving them a voice when they themselves didn't have a voice. There's people all over the world, they really are seeking peace. I want more people to know about the positive imprint of what great work it does to talk about issues and to talk about real life problems from a common man's perspective. You don't have to wait for something bad to happen to you to make a difference. Definitely find your positive imprint. And leaving no one behind and achieving a life of dignity for all is something that is so critical in every area of sustainable development. We are citizens of the world. We must come together in heart, in intention, in integrity, in morals, and help change this world because it is our job to do it. It's our job to do it. And to take responsibility for it. Here's to peace and purpose. Wow, fantastic, so inspiring. Well, join me for my next episode, March 20th. And thank you for the positive reviews and for following, subscribing, and downloading this podcast. I do appreciate it. And now here are the guests who are responsible for providing the content for today's episode. Victoria Sanchez is always rising to the challenge, as my mom, but she's also an educator, scientist, mentor, outdoor trail volunteer, and, well, <laughs> she's my mom, and she is exceptional. Listen to more from my mom on episodes 23, 77, 124, and 171. My gosh, mom, thank you for all of your positive imprints. Musician and humanitarian Tony Escoto. He recounts his mom's escape from El Salvador, episode 106. Human rights activist Shelley White is professor at Simmons University in Boston and the director of the Master of Health and Health Equity, episode 34. Larry Grummerstrong promotes health and wellness by serving the vulnerable worldwide. Larry is with the World Health Organization, episode 59. Cody Unser is a paralyzed advocate for women with disabilities across the continents. She works to improve the quality of life for people living with disabilities. Episodes 94 and 95. Michael Perra, former Broadway dancer, is now a life coach moving you from fear into miracles. Episode 68, 108 and 185. 20-year-old Kahika Shabasu advocates for children's rights, improving the situation of vulnerable children, episode 104. Javier Rubles, professor of Rutgers University, lobbies for better laws and human rights and health coverage for people with disabilities, episode 112. Lars Noah Bolderskilde and his husband, David Singh, refurbish and resell discarded mid-century Danish furniture, Episodes 162 and 163. Sergio Troncoso authors both fiction and nonfiction books, weaving questions of human rights and responsibilities into his stories. Episodes 180 and 181. Jorgen Weiberg of Denmark created the app 
Be My Eyes, which assists visually impaired citizens of our world. Episode 136. Humanitarian and world-renowned singing Irish priest Father Ray Kelly spreads hope as he advocates for human rights and justice. Episodes 18, 19, 109, and 110. Leif Cox is dedicated to habitat protection with an ironclad determination to make a practical and lasting difference for orangutans and other beings on the planet. Episodes 166 and 168. S.L. Aditya is a 20-year-old college student from southern India who won the Your Positive Imprint Design a T-Shirt International Contest. Episodes 183 and 184. Music by the legendary Chris Knoll, playing his own compositions dynamically and with passion. Episodes 192, 193, and 194. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.?